0: Alright everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast, where we help you connect with the past through food. My name is James, I'm your host. Today is episode 73. If you're new to the show, a huge welcome to you. <laughs> Make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the show grow. Last week, I talked all about kiwi fruit. I learned a lot of interesting facts about kiwi fruit doing that show, so make sure you check it out. It's definitely a fun one. You'll learn, you'll learn something in that one. Today's going to take a deeper dive into one of my food bucket list items. You might be wondering, what on earth is a food bucket list? Well, it's what I call my list of foods that I simply want to experience at some point in my life. So today we're going to talk about the humble Scotch egg. The history of Scotch eggs is fascinating and contains a little controversy. Many people and many organizations claim to have invented this unique culinary creation. Everyone wants to say they were the first. Before I talk about the origin story of the Scotch egg, I feel I first have to discuss What exactly a scotch egg is? So what is a scotch egg? A scotch egg is a common picnic food in England. In the UK, you can buy packaged scotch eggs in supermarkets, corner shops, gas stations. A classic scotch egg is a soft-boiled egg that has been completely wrapped in sausage, and it's then breaded and then baked or deep-fried. Now, I personally can't find anything wrong with this food. Anytime you can combine sausage, eggs, and deep frying, I'm going to be there. In the UK, there are different versions and variations. You have mini scotch eggs that are chopped up eggs or a quail egg. Sometimes they make an egg salad out of the chopped eggs by adding some mayonnaise or chopped bacon. I swear this just keeps getting better and better. In my mind, it shouldn't be an either-or with the mayonnaise or chopped bacon. Let's just add both. Give the people what they really want, right? In the UK, these are often served cold. In the US, they're served in British-style pubs. They're often served hot with dipping sauces like ranch dressing or hot sauce. If there's one thing you can count on in America... It's that we're going to find a way to fry something and then cover it in sauce. It's just a formula that works well. Why mess with it? Renaissance festivals and state fairs are also locations you'll find a scotch egg in the United States. Some fairs will even serve them on a stick. Makes it nice and convenient to carry that around. <laughs> There's some interesting regional varieties in England. I'm not too sure on if these sound good to me as the original, but there's a Manchester egg that uses a pickled egg wrapped in a mix of pork meat and black pudding. There's a Worcester egg that uses an egg that's been pickled in Worcestershire sauce and wrapped in a mix of local sausage, meat, and white pudding. I had no idea what white pudding was, so I looked it up. It's like a black pudding, except it doesn't include the blood. There's meat, oatmeal, and usually fat or suet. Not sure how much interest, again, that I have in a scotch egg that's been pickled or wrapped in blood sausage, uh, if I'm being honest. So now that we've covered what a scotch egg is, as well as some of the different variations, now it's time to dive into its origin story. In 1805, a recipe for scotch eggs appeared in an edition of Maria Rundell's A New System of Domestic Cookery. This recipe did not have a breadcrumb layer, bread layer that we have today. Now we know that one of the first instances of the name scotch egg was in the Oxford English Dictionary in 1809. The Oxford Companion to Food theorized that the origin of a scotch egg may actually be Indian koftas. Now that makes a lot of sense to me when you think about England's history with India. A lot of Indian spices and influence came to England's cuisine. However, I'm not sure it really stands up. So a kofta is a meatball that's stuffed with chopped hard-boiled egg and spices. So it's essentially an Indian scotch egg. Or a scotch egg is an Indian kofta, however you want to look at that. However, there's one burning question. If the scotch egg was inspired by this classic Indian dish, why were the exotic spices removed? Now, this theory is just that. It's a theory. (laughs) There are also other theories. There are many cultures through Eastern Europe and the Middle East, as well as Asia, that have some variation of a kofta. Some are wrapped around an egg like a scotch egg and each culture has a similar dish and just put their own spin on it. The UK has done the same. That's the beauty of the culinary world. Someone will have a great idea for a dish. That idea is then relentlessly copied and assimilated by chefs in different cultures. Each iteration will contain a unique twist specific to that culture. One of the earliest claims to inventing the scotch egg came from Fortnum and Mason. Now, this is a London department store that claims to have invented the snack all the way back in 1738. This claim is based on documentation that was found in their archives. However, it's impossible to fact check this because this documentation that's been found has been conveniently lost. Another claim of invention was put forward by William J. Scott & Sons, However, the date they claim doesn't match up with the original dates found in dictionaries and cookbooks. Their claim came almost a full 75 years after those early references. So there's no way in my mind that they could possibly be the first to develop a scotch egg if they already had them in print in cookbooks. However, they do have one of the more interesting variations that I've heard about. So the scotch egg found at William J. Scott & Sons is an egg that is covered in a thick, fish paste sounds delish. (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. Then it's breaded and deep fried. Now that doesn't sound delicious to me. I'm not gonna knock it till I try it, but (laughs) they call them scorch eggs because they were originally cooked over an open flame. Now Fortnum and Mason's claim is the fascinating one to me. They really doubled down on their scotch egg being the first one. (laughs) They're also quick to note that if they weren't the first, that they certainly were the best. So I'm gonna quote directly from their own website. It's fantastic. Back then, ours consisted of a pullet's egg, so rather smaller than a chicken egg. Surrounded by force meat, dipped in egg wash and then in breadcrumbs, seasoned with salt, pepper, and mace, and deep fried. At the time, we referred to it as a scotched egg because of anchovies added to the meat to give it a strong flavor and to cut through the fattiness of the meat. Then came the dark days. A shortage of meat during the Second World War meant that the quality of the scotch eggs suffered, and we lost our confidence somewhat. I love that, we lost our confidence. (laughs) Food manufacturing embraced technology more and more, and by the 60s and 70s, our breadcrumbed hero lost its superpowers thanks to the less-than-satisfactory rivals who were using inferior overprocessed meat and the wrong kind of breadcrumbs as a result it became perceived by many to be rather naff and unfashionable through these turbulent times it's been up to us to keep the standard going and maintaining its position as a desirable product at least when fortnum's produces it always made with care and love ours is the real thing so i <laughs> i love that I love how it's been up to them to keep the standard going, how they knock mass producing of inferior quality scotch eggs and at the same time hype their own product as being the only suitable scotch egg out there. So I guess if I have to try one, that's the standard bearer that I have to compare all the, all others to. But it's also interesting to see that even they have changed their recipe over time. For example, today they do not add anchovy to the ground meat. (laughs) Whether or not they were the first, it isn't a huge deal to me. It's just nice to see them continue this fantastic tradition, and I get a kick out of how proud they are of it. I love it. (laughs) It's similar to the Hot Brown episode that I did uh, several months ago. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and check it out. So for me, the idea of an egg wrapped in sausage and deep-fried is mind-blowing. It sounds like an amazing dish. However, according to a survey done in 2019, Scotch eggs were found to be one of Britain's least liked foods. It was right up there with Bubble and Squeak, Beef Wellington, Lancashire Hot Pot, Pork Pies, and Steak and Kidney Pies. I don't personally understand that. Maybe what Fortnum and Mason was alluding to is why this has become a least liked food in England, or at least on that list, that you have companies come in and mass produce something and lower the the quality, and then, of course, it's not going to be good. Anyway, if you haven't tried one, <laughs> join me in adding it to your food bucket list. If you have tried one, I would love to hear what you think about a scotch egg. Make sure you check us out at toastykettle.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Toasty Kettle. Just drop a comment on uh, the show notes on the website or on social media. Again, I'd love to hear what you think about a Scotch egg. I'm also always looking for new ideas for the show as well as businesses to interview. If you have an idea, maybe you have a food bucket list item of your own that you'd love to hear a little bit more on the history. I'll do that for you. <laughs> Let's make it happen. That's all I have for today's episode. Again, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Today was a deep dive into something on my food bucket list. And as I said, I'd love to hear from you on what's on your food bucket list. So hit me up in the comments at toastykettle.com or again on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Toasty Kettle. Until next week.